Next to Ned. I'm Joe. And I'm Julie. Julie, I'm, I'm excited about today's guest. I am too. This is uh, someone that I've known uh, for a few years, and I'm, she's got so many new things going on now that I, I really feel like this is kind of selfish on my part because it's giving me a chance to catch up and just find out what all she's got going on. She's got some amazing things going on. To- so, yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah. Today we have Dr. Amanda Jones from the Mobile County Public School System. So welcome. Thank you. And I'm going to let you go ahead and tell us your job description or your job title because it's lengthier than I can say. <laughs> okay. Um, I am the coordinator of professional learning, special projects, and innovation. Okay. See, that's three things right there, Joe, that you just got caught up on. <laughs> so professional <laughs> now learning, you know. innovation, <laughs> special projects. And professional development. Professional development. So that's a that's a huge umbrella, Dr. Jones. So, um, but we know that she has been involved with some very exciting things that are going on in Mobile County right now, and uh, we are just looking forward to hearing about those things that we feel like is next in Ed. Right. I, I've got to back up for just a second okay. because before she took on this very long titled role, uh, you were the principal at one of our local elementary schools mm-hmm. and. The fact that part of your title now includes the word innovation doesn't surprise me at all because what you managed to do with that school in terms of the way you were able to incorporate technology for those children uh, with the teachers and the scheduling and everything that you had to do was phenomenal. And I'm, I'm still just amazed at the way that you pulled that together. So before we jump into the newer stuff, can you talk just for a minute about your experience as the principal at that elementary school? And Sure. Um, we called ourselves the Austin Innovators. So, I, you know, my time at Austin was uh, something that I hold dear in my heart, and I'm so proud to see the work that they're continuing to do. Um, but while I was at Austin, we did have... Um, We integrated project-based learning. We had numerous labs. We had an emerging technologies lab and a collaboration lab, um, communication lab. And so, uh, you know, we we were integrating just various emerging technologies, but really focusing on 21st century skills. Mm -hmm. So really helping students understand how to be critical thinkers, how to collaborate, communicate. Um, and, And so we tried not to focus specifically on the technology, but what they're doing with the technology. So it was a lot about entrepreneurship as well, wasn't it? We did. Um, We were able to uh, become one of America's entrepreneurial schools. Mm -hmm. And that really just, you know, when we began the journey with 21st century skills, I actually had a parent who introduced me to um, the director of EntreEd. And that's how we became um, affiliated with them. And we learned what it was to be an entrepreneur and how to teach those skills, that same skill set that you, that you learn about through STEM or STEAM. Right, right. Um, it's really, you know, the entrepreneurial skills. It's a lot of those same skills. It's just really applying it to real world. And what you're going to do with those what skills you once, you, with the skills, once you learn with them. And I think to your credit is that the school, uh, the legacy that you left, the school is continuing to do those things and to make some, to do some phenomenal things. There are phenomenal teachers, phenomenal students, they They are are. phenomenal parents. And uh, Miss Wiggum has just, you know, taken on and and continued and I know they're continuing to grow. Well, that's a great legacy. It's it's wonderful. That is. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your background or your, um, your pathway to where you are now? Sure. Um, I've been in education for about 18 years now. 
Uh, I actually began my career at a K-8 school, and it was in music education. I taught elementary music, and I taught middle school band and choir and language arts. Um, And then I also later on taught elementary, Mm -hmm. you know, all subjects in elementary. Um, I was an achievement specialist for a period of time, so I was working with data, uh, you know, how to use data-driven instruction with teachers. Uh, I was an administrative intern, and then I was an assistant principal at Dodge Elementary Mm -hmm. with a wonderful mentor. I've really been very fortunate to have some really great mentors um, who've helped me along the way. And then uh, after being an assistant principal, I became principal of Mary B. Austin. And then I served time there and served time here. there. <laughs> served time there. That didn't sound very. I had a wonderful. You had a wonderful. Time there. Uh, well, that's great obvious. Experience you there, did have a great experience there. I know. Well, the, that is evident. The music background that makes sense to mm-hmm. me now because I have seen at least one, if not more, uh, videos that you've put together where you're singing, and of course, you <laughs> sing, oh, I haven't seen those. You sing very well. Let's not but, pull those back out. But you've also it was. Um, I don't know. It was a. It was a. A parody that you did on something, and mm-hmm. it was really, really well done. So that makes perfect uh, well, sense and, to me now. And so with your music to, background, I no wonder you connect. A vanilla oh. ice. It was oh. an ice, ice and mobile. That's right. That's right. To vanilla ice. Oh, uh, we yeah. may have to. Yeah. We may have to dig that we up. We don't Joe. need. It, there's yeah, no, we, no, we need to, no need to find that notes, information. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Please, let's not. Right. But yeah. uh, so, I, I love that that. You just you did so much with that school, and then it it seems natural that you would have been a pick to be in the role that you're in now, you. with with innovation, innovation. and the title and mm-hmm. and kind of helping move the Which I think, the district forward. Yeah, and I think that's an innovative role for the district. I don't right. think that it, I think you're probably the first to do that as, as under a title like that. So I think that's very impressive. Tell us a little bit about that role. What what all? I mean, that was a lot of mm-hmm. things crammed into that title. So what all? What all do you do? Uh, well, I really just anything I can to help support the district. One of the things that I do is lead professional development. I'm just assisting with coordinating the professional development for the school system, and so um, that's given me the opportunity to bring in various guests and and make sure that. Um, we are continuing to move forward in all of the different facets of where we, what we need to learn. Um, just for an example, right now in the summer, uh, we have over 950 teachers who are going through Zoom professional development on phonics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how to you know, build in multi-sensory strategies with their students and when they're teaching phonics, phonemic awareness. And so, you know, just... Um, Anything with that, with professional development. I've also had the opportunity, um, very fortunate to work with our leaders last school year. We brought back um, our Mobile County Leadership Academy and uh, began to, you know, work with that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because we know that developing our leaders, you know, the leader is the lead learner. And so they have to continue to learn um, right. so that they can be that instructional leader for their for their school. Okay, well, since you brought up the Leadership Academy, so um, in in what way do you see that as, as moving forward for our district or as a model for other districts? Um, you know, we, for one, just having the ability to collaborate with other leaders. Um, when we began our first cohort last school year, we had principals, assistant principals, and some aspiring leaders. And because our system 
um, you know, has the number of schools that it does, it was a, it gave the opportunity for people to come together and get to know others who they really just may not have had an opportunity to even know. So developing that professional learning network yes. for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So developing that, exactly, the learning network for them. Um, I know that, you know, we had an opportunity to go out into each other's schools this year, and I think that that was one of the things that um, they mentioned as being something that they really valued a real was highlight. having the opportunity to see each other's schools and and learn from one another in that way so um you know and it's we're using the professional standards for educational leaders as the framework for the leadership academy mm-hmm. but taking those standards and making them applicable to real world and really trying to structure the academy in such a way that the academy is good instruction because we have to model that from the top you know, with our leaders, and our leaders have to model that with teachers if that's what we want to see in our students' classrooms. Right, and that's vital. And And I would think that the leaders in the cohort were from different backgrounds, different schools, you know, so they got to see each other's. Right, and s- seeing each other's schools and realizing that uh, while, you know, every school is unique and we all have our own unique set of challenges and um, wonderful things that are happening, but re- realizing that there's so much that's similar. Right, right. I think that's one of the important things always about having the opportunity to, to collaborate with others and is that recognition of the similarities, whether it's in the same school district or from different countries. Right. Once we, we see that commonality that we have, it, uh, I think it helps open our mind a little bit mm-hmm. to the possibilities. So often we're in a bubble. Right. And, and you know, even, you know, as a classroom teacher, you're, you, you're in your school and you forget that other schools are, you know, different right. and unique, but also have the same mm-hmm. um, concerns. We have a lot more in common, lot more than, in common. than I think sometimes we recognize. Exactly. And so being able to, to see that. Right. I think it's a real, you know, almost like a reality check for, for each other. And um, and to help the, the leaders work together. Right. So that's good. So go I, ahead, I was going to ask, is this is this Leadership Academy modeled after another one that that is happening, or was this one that you, you guys just put together? Um, we really tried to put it together to fit the needs of our district. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we reviewed various different approaches, Um but just through uh, learning and, and finding information about those, the standards, we recognized that there was, you know, we could use the capacity and our talent that we have here. And we did also bring in some people from outside the district um, to help teach various oh, okay. modules as well. But we built it. We basically built it in-house. That's great. Are a lot of other school districts doing this? Um, is that something that, or is that like, like, aha, I just wanted to do this leadership academy again. You know, I know that I see various, um, you know, teacher networks, and, and to some degree, you may see some leader networks. I think one unique thing about Mobiles, because we do have a, a little bit larger district, it gives us more of an opportunity. You know, if you're in a district where you have a principal or two or three, it's not quite as, um, you know, it may not be, it lends itself as much right. to such a thing. But, right. um I'm sure there are more leadership academies around and other, but most of the thing when I was researching and, and finding information, a lot of it was, you know, various companies and things like that, that have developed various programs. Mm-hmm. So a modeled model from that. And just a reminder to our listeners is that again, Mobile County is the largest school system in Alabama with close to 60,000 students. 
nearly a hundred schools. So that's a lot of that's a lot of leadership that's needed. So, and I think uh, something else that's happening that uh, you're involved with that we feel like is next in Ed is uh, about Barton Academy, and it is the Barton Academy for Advanced World Studies. And so, if you could give us a little background on what Barton Academy is for our listeners, and then where it's going from there. Sure. Because it really is, it's a, a tie-in of the past oh, and yeah. the future, and that, that's what I love about this. Right. It is a really exciting time. Um, so, Barton Academy was the first public school in Alabama, and so the historical significance, like you said, is just tremendous, mm-hmm. and um, it, it hasn't been utilized for several year, years now. Um, you know, our central office was located for a period of time at Barton. Um, and then when the central office was relocated, the building has been vacant. And there's been a, a group of, um, it's really just a great partnership because there was a group of volunteers, the Barton Academy Foundation, who were just absolute just volunteers who um, wanted to partner with the school system to see the school be reopened as a school and, and used again as a school. And so they've been working for about 11 years. Oh, it needed a lot of... Um, <laughs> well, they've been working just, just to raise restore. some money. and restore. Oh, just, you know, mm-hmm. Right, just to be able to have the, the money to restore the inside. Mm-hmm. The school system uh, worked to restore the outside of the building. Um, and so that had been done, but the foundation had been assisting in getting donors and support for funding to... Um, to, to do the inside right, and to begin right. to restore the inside. And so they just recently have finalized that and exciting. have the funding the money. now. Mm-hmm. Right, we've got the money now. We're um, the, the contractors, the con- there's a contractor, and they are working. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, when you say it's the old, it was the first public school in Alabama, so a timeline for that, I'm not, I don't have my dates in front of me for what, like 1800s maybe? Right. It yeah, was that's what 18, I'm thinking. Eight, the, the 1860s okay, yes. is when they were building. Wow. Yeah. And that, that building sits in downtown Mobile. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a landmark. Absolutely. It is definitely a landmark. So it was the first public school, and at some point, obviously, our, our students outgrew it, and they had to start building some new schools. So it is at it has sat vacant for, I guess, the 11 number years, of, would you, you say 11 years? Or a little longer. I believe it's been since, I think, 2007 is I when think that sounds right. Yeah, they, that sounds right. When, it was, when they moved out here mm-hmm. to where we are now. So I'm, I'm curious about what the inside is, is going to look like because you think about a building that was built in the 1860s <laughs> and it's going to now house students for today's world, you know, I, there may be some conflict there. Do we try to preserve what it looked like before, or do we need to move forward and modernize it? I'm, I'm just kind of curious. It seems like the outside shell would be an 1860s building, but the inside could be, you know, this high-tech mm-hmm. kind of sleek cool, looking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious what it's, that might yeah, look like. Yeah, because it's innovation. It's a, it, right. It's going to be some of, of both. You know, we're, we're definitely going to keep that historical um you know, keeping the historical context, mm-hmm. but it is going to be updated for 21st century That's learning. And so uh, there will be labs, a STEM lab, um, collab labs. So 
lots of emerging technologies will be will be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, it will be it's going to be the best of both worlds. State of, will it be state of the art? State of the art. State of the world art. class. World class. So it's the world, the world studies, advanced world studies. So what what age groups? It's going to be open for sixth through ninth grade students, um, which I think is a really exciting age. You know. A lot of times in elementary school, the students are so eager and, and love learning, and this gives the opportunity to really bridge between that, those middle years into high school. Um, you know, in our high schools, we have signature academies that mm-hmm. for 10th through 12th graders, and so this school will bridge from the elementary to 6th through 9th so that they're prepared for any signature academy that they choose to enter. I love that it's 6th through 9th grade and including those 9th graders Absolutely. in that. I do. So will it? Will they have to apply or, um, you know, how do they get into the school when it happens? It will fall under the umbrella similar to magnet our magnet programs. Okay. So there will be um, an application process, and a lot of those details are still in the works, mm-hmm. but it will fall within that. Um, so it will be, you know, for any student in Mobile County, which is great in that way because uh, it's not just one zone of students. It's not you know, a district. It's, it's right, not an area right, for them. Right, there's a specific area that you have mm-hmm. to live in. Mm-hmm. So um, any of our students will be able to apply to attend. Oh, that's going to be fascinating. Um, if you don't mind, if we get back up just a little bit, because I know some of our listeners are not uh, from the Mobile area. So you mentioned that our high schools have signature academies. Do you mind uh, explaining that a little bit? Yes, each of our um, 12 high schools have a signature academy, which basically it's, and, and a lot of our schools have more than one signature academy, but it's focusing on various pathways. So maybe if you're interested in um, health sciences, then you could go into that that pathway. Uh, we have advanced placement. We have international baccalaureate. Um, we have, you know, law, just really um, many, many different mm-hmm. types of academies that will that will help you be prepared for whatever type of career you're interested in in the future. So the idea is when you reach the stage of high school and you begin thinking about the kinds of things that really capture your interest, then you can look to see which high school is offering a focus in that area. Uh, and I know one of those is like aviation. So exactly, if, you, yes. if you really were into aviation then or thought that might be a path you would want to take, then you could apply to go to to that high school that would focus in on, on that Exactly. That and, it, and it does give, again, that opportunity where regardless of where you are within the district, with, you know, where you live, mm-hmm. you can apply to those signature academies that fit your interest. And so it's not you're not just um, required to stay within whatever zone that you live. Right. You can apply to the signature academy that you know is of most interest to you. So I think that 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 within itself is an innovative way to make sure that students, you know, we're really providing a lot of choices and opportunities for our students and our parents. Right. And interest is is the key to that learning when they continue. And I think the Signature Academy is a great, uh, you know, with that innovation is a natural springboard to doing the Barton Academy uh, for World Studies. Mm -hmm. So, yes, um, you know, with Barton Academy, I think one thing uh, that we're looking at, and as we 
as we're continuing to look at the curriculum, like I said, you know, this has been in development for about 11 years. Mm -hmm. And so there's been a lot of hard work. You know, I've been fortunate that um, when I began my role here, that that was a project that I was able to begin working with. And so I've been, you know, within this last year, um, became involved and was working with the foundation. But there was a lot of work done prior to um, my opportunity to join as well. Um, but they, they are, uh, the thing that I think is going to be really unique is we're looking at trying to really integrate project-based learning within middle school too and kind of break out of that, you know, I'm in science and then I'm in English and then I'm in, but really how can we bring those subjects together um, and, and engage in these projects, these real-world projects to make learning more relevant to the student and not not learning in isolation. Oh, I think they're going to want to stay and not leave in ninth grade. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what occurred that's to what me. That's what it sounds like. Have this great experience for, for those years, and then they get out in ninth grade, and then hopefully, you know, right. that, yes. that kind of experience would continue on with mm-hmm. the high school that they right. go to. They'll definitely be prepared for any type of signature academy that they feel is best for them. That's a, that's a huge impact on the community. So let's talk a little bit about that, is that these students will be involved in, in innovative and entrepreneurship and then go to their signature academy. So, you know, speak to the, the impact that'll have on our community for Mobile. Um, well, one, just to revitalize such a historic landmark mm-hmm. downtown, in mm-hmm. their downtown area, um, I think is exciting. Uh, and also... Recognizing that, you know, obviously we're all very um, fortunate and excited that public education, you know, it began in the 1860s. Right, right. But during that time, we were still in segregation. Mm -hmm. Now we are reimagining, you know, we're reopening this public school, and it's for everyone. It's for everyone. It's all inclusive, and, um, you know, it just really shows how much we've grown as a community That's as well. a profound statement. That's a very profound statement. Just out of curiosity, um, do you already have an idea of how many students there would be for each grade level? We, we are looking at having a, about 300 for the school. Okay. So per grade level, you know, I, w- I would imagine anywhere between 75 to oh. 85 or so. That's, good. That's a start. That's a good start. So, to thinking about the impact on the community, I know a lot of issues economically is about keeping our students here, you know, and not having them move off. And I really think that this is going to have an impact on keeping our brightest and hardest working right here in our own community. Right. And just the excitement of, um, you know, we've had resumes come our way already for the school, and, and we haven't, you know. I haven't so even started. Just, right? <laughs> so just knowing that the excitement that's around it mm-hmm. from, from all of those You can have a lot of attraction you, for right. teachers mm-hmm. and, and leaders for that. I think there's definitely a lot of room for potential. And because it was such a great community um, initiative where the community was involved with the fundraising, right. uh, I think it's going to be a great model for that partnership between the school district and the city and just the community together as a right. whole. Right. That's going to be that's great. Yeah, I was thinking too, you were talking about, you know, incorporating those ideas of innovation and entrepreneurship. And with the building being right there in downtown Mobile, there's so many businesses that are, are right there. And, uh, you know, startup businesses, mm-hmm. 
there's the the courthouse. I mean, there's just so many different types of businesses down there. I could really see that opportunity for businesses to come in and, right, ed- and absolutely to that come revitalization and, to add and make to those that. connections with those kids as they're learning entrepreneurship and innovation and exactly and that who that's knows, huge that, that could yeah, end up leading big. to so a much, job that, you right, know so in yeah, a few years. just right there within walking distance yeah. right so. right so there's a lot of connections with that that's great so what is the timeline for that um well Today was actually the uh, the restoration kickoff. Okay. Um, the construction did begin recently, and so today we we wanted to just make sure that um, to get the word out about that. So we had a restoration kickoff, and the work should be completed within this coming school year. And as of right now, the opening date is set for August of 2021. Wow, that's quick. I oh, right. wow. So there's a lot. Yes. A lot, to, a lot will happen. <laughs> a lot is going to happen. So it really is a, an incredibly exciting time. Oh, it is. Very exciting. Has there been a, uh, a website or if, if someone wanted to keep track of this to, to find out the progress, is there a way that they can do that? Is there been an organized um, Currently, Barton Academy has, um, a, Barton Academy Foundation has their own website, and we are in the works right now to create the school's website as we speak. To keep so, track of that. Um, that, will be, that will be coming in the very, very near future because we know that that interest will continue. And so um, we're, getting, we're getting those details out right now. That's, well, we'll be is, sure to share those links in our show notes once, yes. once that's available because I, I know people are going to be interested. They're gonna so. be, yes, this is very exciting. And one of the reasons that we really wanted to talk to you about that is because we feel that, that that is a model for, for other school districts in the, in the country and that it is innovative, and it's right here with us. Right, and as and Superintendent Thraygill said this morning, you know, th- there is not another school like this. Okay. We're, we are, well, there you go. You know, so um, It's know, great to be the first. It is great It's great to be the first and to be a model for that, for something exactly. so exciting for students. Fantastic. Well, uh, Dr. Jones, we thank you so oh, much yes. for joining us thank today. Thank you for taking time well, out with us today. Me. I enjoyed it. It thank was good. You. It was really good. Uh, great to catch up. Yeah. And uh, this was a good excuse to be able to do that. Yeah, and we look forward <laughs> to, um, you know, maybe connecting again and seeing the progress. Yes. And, and any other innovative projects that you're going to be coming up with. It'll be sure. exciting to find out. Yeah, I would love to have you back to talk about after, especially mm-hmm. after the school opens, right. you know, and what that looks like and... And how the students are responding yeah, to Yeah, a year from now, you'll be ready to, to kick to off. To give some real. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's yeah, really exciting. Great. Well, for those of you listening, thanks for joining us. And please be sure to tune in next time as Julie and I continue to explore what's, what's next, next in Ed. Ed. Don't forget to subscribe. If you like what you heard, please rate and review this podcast so others can find us. The Next in Ed podcast is brought to you by the Mobile County Public Schools IT Department, in partnership with the Department of Counseling and Instructional Sciences at the University of South Alabama. Engineered by Tim VP Media Production. Music by Justin Matthews. Hosted by Dr. Joe Gaston and Julie Neidhart. Follow us on Twitter at NextInEd and on Facebook. Guests on the podcast are expressing personal opinions for informational purposes only. They are not necessarily acting as official representatives for their schools, universities, organizations, or places of employment.
Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.